Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. And welcome to Uy, que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello. Uh, felices fiestas. It's way past the it fiestas, is. but we're literally recording on Christmas Eve, everybody. Yes. And Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. We did this last year, too. Yeah, we did. Uh, it's a tradition. It's a tradition now. So I'm just going <laughs> to say off the top that I am... <laughs> I'm doing something a little bit different. I've never done this before, but you have. Yeah. So because it's Christmas Eve, literally right now, and Eileen is here visiting me. I'm looking Johnny She's in the face. She's looking me in the face right now. <laughs> she is a, a few feet away from me. She just cooked us a delicious meal. Oh, I nailed it, guys. Oh, my God. She nailed it. La mate. A, a, a roasted chicken, some delicious, a, a delicious carrot dish. Fucking scalloped potatoes just like bathed in cream and deliciousness. It the was best. so fucking good. So bomb. But listen, we've had a few drinks. Yes. I've never I've never had drinks before recording. Back in the old days. Back in the olden you, days. You used to maybe have like. I popped two cans of wine. I would have. A, really? Yeah, I would have like two cans of wine. That okay. was, that's a full bottle, bro. So <laughs> Eileen has been here before where like she's had a few drinks before, but I have not and i'm the one who's taken us through this movie today so and this movie is a piece of work so gang. you know what cheers Pero to that salud aquí estamos here i hope you all heard that little clink. clink merry christmas we just drank a little sip and honestly it feels right yeah this movie was uh she was something your choice this week <laughs> now i was super excited about this movie uh-huh, because, because my mom is from Honduras. Hondureña. I'm not going to lie. It's been like I grew up in Latin America, but I it's been like 20, 30 years since I've been back Whoa. to Honduras, which is not something I'm proud of. And I really, really hope to correct that soon. So I finally found a movie from Honduras. Yep. It is called El Regreso de la Llorona. Yep. From 2021, meaning it was released in 2021, right. but it was filmed a few years ago. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this movie today from Honduras. It was written by Patricia Ramos and directed by Liana Hasim. Ladies. Which I love. Me too. Lady written and directed. Yeah. Fucking love that. Very so I cool. was like, I was so excited. Anyway, why don't you give us a little synopsis and then we're going to dive in to this movie. Here we go. IMDb. Merry Christmas to you and you alone. Uh, <laughs> La Llorona, a supernatural being who seeks revenge for the death of her daughters, attacks a group of young people on vacation at the beach after they accidentally kill a young girl. <gasps> let's uh, let's go to Honduras. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Honestly, slightly emotional to go back to the motherland. Yes. Here we go. If only this movie... We're better. Sorry. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're in the campo, and we see a bunch of, like, campo things. There's a small wooden house. Mm -hmm. There's a chicken. There's a kitten. <laughs> there is a man slamming on the door of this small wooden house. He's screaming, Abreme, niñas! He's freaking out outside this house. Crazy. And then we get a shot inside this wooden house, and we see that there's a woman holding two frightened crying children very very close to her yeah 
Now, I thought that this was a mother-daughter situation. I thought so, too. I believe that these are sisters, and there's just an older sister. Okay, I know we're going to get to it eventually. Yes, we will. Very quickly, we will get there. Okay, I'll Uh ask this then. Well, why don't you ask me? Just uh-huh. So the woman that appears later on I believe is not this same woman that no, we see. Okay. That's not the okay. same woman. It's not the same woman. Because I genuinely was confused for the be- like from yes. the beginning to the end of the movie, I was like, I'm not quite sure who which the woman Yoda is which. Is. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that is confusing is that the the two children in this scene are small children. Yeah, 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 little but girls. The, the woman, I mean, she's a woman. She seems. Uh, you would think that that would be Her, the, the partner of this man that's freaking. One hundred percent, which she's is what I enough. thought. Me too. I don't think that's actually the case. Okay, though. good. So everybody's crying and freaking out. And also, this seems to me to be the past. Yes. I don't know how long ago. Like, it could also be just, like, the fact that it's, like, farm clothes. But I do believe that no, this I, is... No, I think it's meant to be old-timey. Past. Okay, yeah. got it. So this scary man finally kicks in the door. He comes in with a machete, and he says, Dame la mano to the, old, to the woman. Yeah, yeah, the sister. So he drags the sister out the children are screaming and then right outside the house he slams the sister down onto a table face down he pries her arm out from under her and he chops off her hands now something that was weird in this scene was that there were a bunch of cuts to black not fades but cuts to black like very quick like a moment like seconds i think they were meant to like show passage of time to show movement sure and i don't think it it was a little jarring to me anyway it was it was kind of weird because it's not a fade it's just like look at black for like three seconds and then we go to something else right weird but then we cut back to the to the younger girls they're hiding under a table so he goes back into the house he drags out another one of the girls and then our next shot unfortunately shows us that he sliced that young girl's throat and she's dead next to that to her like what i assume is her older sister who has her hand cut off who's like bled out yeah they're dead yeah and then we pan back to the man and he's like he's just kind of sitting there on the side of the house Mira drinking lo que me he says exactly what look at what you made me do bitch wh- fuck you fuck you also taylor swift and then <laughs> look what you made me do <laughs> look what you just made me do look what you just made me do and then we cut to this dude getting into a little canoe and inside the canoe is the other small girl who's still alive, right, right? but she's tied up. So he begins to row away, and then a frantic woman shows up, and she's chasing, mi niña, mi, mi niña, niña, give me niña. my niña, por favor. Sí. This is the mom, yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. This is the mama. So the mother gets into the water. She swims up to the canoe, and just right when she gets up to the dude and the canoe, this fucking asshole tosses the tied little girl into the water. And because she's tied... Like, that girl is drowning. She's going to drown. Yeah. So the woman screams at him, Maldito hijo de puta! And he slams her on the head with his oar. Bam. We get our credits, our opening credits. Oh, boy. With, oh, boy. With, um, with an opening rap song. But I'm going to... Okay. The credits are actually kind of cool. They're like slow-mo, and there's like a splatter of blood and a handprint. I kind of liked the opening credits. Yeah, they weren't bad. The song, the though. The song? It, it Did felt... you pick any lines from this song? Well, I definitely, I was like, this rap song is, it's a horror-themed yes. rap. 
Yes. He literally says, la, like, Freddy and Jason yes. is really cool. And then look at me. I'm going to murder you. It's and a don't la, you like, think it's... like, uh, uh, como se llama from Deep Blue Sea? Um, oh, LL um, Cool J. LL Cool J. My hat is like a shark's fin. Like, <laughs> where it's, like, for the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, these are my favorite lines where he's like, I'm, I can't listen. I'm not about to rap, but this is what this man said. He said, I'm not Freddy or Jason because I kill with a passion. And I was like, I beg to differ, sir. Like... I'm pretty sure Freddie and Jason kill with passion. Oh, they definitely do. And then there was another one. It was, the chase is on. Your leg is gone. Ooh, <laughs> this is about to be a good one. Well, I cannot. <laughs> I can't the do this. The chase is on. Your leg is <laughs> your gone. Your leg is gone. That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. The chase is on, but your, your leg, leg is, is gone. gone. <laughs> like, this fucked. And then um, another one was, you think you alone but I'm right there. Like, it's creepy, but it's just it's so, ridiculous. It feels like they say what they want to. They do what they want to. They fling what they want to. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. put the Adams Family. Yeah. Remember when MC Hammer yes. did that? Except Johnny cannot rap, so, like, no, there was no rhythm in those lines. It just felt so out of place after this, like, horrible murder. Yeah. The opening is actually rather effective. Yeah. Because you're, I mean, it's, uh, what do you call, like, it's a full family being murdered uh, uh, by the father fa you familial assume. side, familial side. Yes. and it's like okay horrible and then it's like a drown and a sl it's like a little bit of everything yeah and then this fucking guy is like i'm jason, jason and, and freddie Freddy. okay okay it's 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 just it comes out of nowhere yeah. but i again will say that the like the credits were cool yeah. i liked them all right we are now with a car full of good-looking 20-something people. They pull up to a lovely, fancy country this house. house. Oh, lovely. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Uh -huh. I very quickly, after I saw that, ran to Airbnb and was just like, okay, let me just see what's up over here in Honduras. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this the house? <gasps> I thought I found it. In La Ceiba? I don't, yeah, in La Ceiba, pero I don't think it is. All I'm saying is, guys, if you want to go to Honduras... In La Ceiba area, uh -huh. there are some gorgeous houses, humongous houses oh for like a hundred bucks a night. Holy shit, dude. Okay, so we see this fabulous house and this all takes place mostly in La Ceiba. So our 20-somethings park, they get out of the car and uh, one of the guys says, wow, que casota, Julio, que casota. So we meet Julio. This isn't his house, this is his parents house right. by the way and it's like a it's a beach house yes they're super close to the beach and this is in sambo creek mm -hmm. creek and okay so the group of 20 somethings is rocio micaela who i just called mica the mm -hmm. whole time julio who's the fucking he's the douche bro douche. you know like daddy's what son rich kid and then tavo and martin so three dudes two, two ladies gals. and our introduction <laughs> of the women is them sitting on the veranda area of this house and they're dressed in their skimpy bathing suits with their hair all done and Micaela, Micaela who's blonde says to Rocio who's a brute well she's like that that hair is dark like yeah, that, jet black dark. I couldn't tell if this was a wig or not I don't think it was I think something they, was funky about yeah. it I think there may have been crazy in extensions into it extensions in and a lot of like um, very, what do you call that uh, flat iron uh, flat iron yes Pero I think so it, to the point where I was like este pelo algo le pasa <laughs> So Mika, Mika says to Rocio, which, okay, she says to her, how was math? <laughs> and Rocio, 
Rocio's like, ugh, mal. Math is going real bad because my teacher sucks. And look. Same, bro. Same. same. Fucking but hate math. This is what I'm going to... I'm going to give this movie the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Because it was, first of all, written by a woman and directed by a woman. And I was like, I'm going to do my best at finding the moments where I was like, this feels purposeful. And right here... With these two women in their skimpy-ass bathing suits with their hair all done where they're like, you expect them to be talking about something, but they're like, how's your math class going? It felt purposeful and, like, humorous to me. I guess, like, what do you mean? Like, that it was meant to be a joke? Like, they're they're yes. ditzy and horrible? Yes, you wouldn't expect them to say and that. So he was like, you expect them to be talking about something different, but like instead... Like, vapid and dumb? Yes, but instead they're like, how school girl like they're talking about that kind of shit sure. it felt purposeful to me it did not feel purposeful <laughs> to me well also like i said i'm looking for it because sure. i really really wanted to find it but this scene is also three seconds long yeah so okay so then meanwhile the guys are nearby they're serving drinks and they all cheers to what they hope will be the best week of their lives hold so, on please uh-huh julio the douche uh-huh. is pouring this booze which is basically base, no uh-huh Pusieron una Coca-Cola in una botella de ron and poured it out. That oh, man. booze uh-huh. was black. And the girls are like, oh, my God, how's your math class? Great, I or bad, or whatever. And then you hear the guys say, hey, chicas, vengan para acá. Like, they're really far away. And then the camera... <laughs> They're right there. Goes to a full They're shot, literally right and there. It's not even right there. They're like at the table. They, <laughs> They're at the table. Yes. They're literally at the table I with them. I so hard. Okay. So anyway, so they all they all cheers to like what is gonna be a great fun week of partying. Sure. So basically, they're here at the beach. A group of pals. We're gonna party. It's gonna be a fun time. Cool. Yeah. We cut to a woman running a race. This is Rosa. And I think it's important to note that she is black. Yeah. And the... Oh, no, 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 no. Tawa is black, too. Tawa is black. Sure. Yeah, So, but I think it's important to note that she is a black woman. Amongst this, the kids are mostly, like, white kids. Yeah. She seems to be doing really, really well in this race, and she's taken the lead, but then all of a sudden we cut to her sitting somewhere completely different reading an article about herself and we get a shot of the article and it shows a picture of her taking a tumble during the race and the headline says inexplicable parada a solo unos metros de la la meta which means like she was almost at the finish line and she hit a wall she took a tumble so we're like okay what does this mean then Rosa is in a meeting with her boss, and the boss is like, when are you going to have that Yorona report ready for me? Oof, this boss. Ooh, dude. It was a tough performance. Aside, as, well, that's the thing. is like, first of all, the dude is a dick, but the the performance is bad. So Rosa's like, well, hold on, hold on. It's taking me a little bit longer with the Yorona report because I'm trying to make an analogy between the legend of La Yorona and the femicides that happen in Honduras. This, I thought, whoa, cool. Same. Technically, this would be the thesis statement of our film. Absolutely. Right there, that sentence on its own, that I believe is meant to be. Yes. And and when I say this, I say this very much on purpose. Uh It's meant to be the thesis of this film. Agreed. I don't know if it's ever 
achieved and like fully fleshed out Agreed. in that way. I, and I hear you. I thought, what a great concept. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. To turn the Yorona story, which is very much like that woman drowned her children. But here's what, she, this, is, this is what Rosa literally says right here. She's like, so there's a bunch of femicides that happen in, in Honduras. Each day, the number of murdered women increases in Honduras, and that includes... La Llorona. Yeah. She is the victim in this story, not the men in the story. It is her. Which yeah. I was like, oh, I like this little twist that they're giving us. Yeah, totally. Rosa says, you know, it is widely believed that La Llorona murdered her daughters, but that's not the truth. I did some investigating and I found out that it was her husband who went crazy and he's the one who committed the murders and the rest is history. Which is what we saw at the top. Exactly. So the boss says, Sipota, I just need a spooky La Llorona report for Halloween that I can Halloween. publish. That I can publish. Leave out the femicide part and I want it by next week. No me des esas chunchadas. Which I was like, that's so close to chochadas, which is what we say in Nicaragua. Chunchadas, chunchadas and chochadas. is what he wow. said. Wow. Yeah. All right. We cut back to our group. <laughs> 20-somethings at the gorgeous beach. And Rocio, with her long, dark hair, she saunters up to the water. It's a great reggaeton song oh, playing. Oh, okay. The music in this movie was fun. I'm just going to say. Not all of it. No, I'm going to say this. The music was fun. Uh-huh. Many times it was misplaced. Oh, the sound design was bad. You mean sound design is in like the soundtrack song playing or sound design like click, clack, click, clack? That click, like. Oh, I'm talking no. about songs wise. Oh, song placement. That they sure. They were like, here's a song. They and it's really like wanted fully to... a different, like a scene that had nothing to do with that. It seemed to me like they really wanted to feature the music in this movie, especially yeah. like the the like beat yeah. heavy music. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So at least in this part of the beach is this fun song. This made sense. I was Absolutely. like, oh, look at yeah. They're having fun at the Ronca beach. Cunca. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Rocio walks up to the beach, to the, like, the, the water's edge, and then Julio, the rich douche whose parents own the house, he comes up and he embraces her from behind. Yeah, there's some sex appeal yeah, like, ah, business going on there. Pasando? But then quickly we see Mika and Tao. They're sitting nearby and Mika is all like, oh, he's only playing with her heart. And Tao says, just let them have fun, like back up. But then we cut back to seeing Julio and Rocio and they're like fully smooching making out. Oh, yeah. They're like, it's. it's... I, I thought I was like, they're an item. This is clearly what's going on here. Maybe they just fucking. Well, but like the idea I thought was like, at least for this beach trip, these two are like together. together yeah. At least for this trip. Yeah, yeah. I am wrong though. I am very wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they all have fun at the beach. It's gorgeous. And then I it's, literally it's... wrote, let's go to Honduras. Oh my God, dude. I want to go. They uh, come have on. some, this movie did a really great job of like using their drone. Yes. To like just sw do a solid sweep of some beautiful shots. Yes. And I was like, good job on this drone usage. Oh my gosh, because the beach here looks gorgeous. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, so so it's now nighttime. We cut to Rosa being dropped off at the hospital by her 15-year-old boyfriend. This fucking prepubescent fucking muchachito He's, que he tenemos aquí. He is a baby. It is a tough one. So this 15-year-old boyfriend is dropping off Rosa at the 
at the hospital. But she doesn't work here, though. She's just here as a reporter sí. to collect stories. Yeah. So basically, like, what she does is she sits in the waiting room, waiting for people to come in with heridas or whatever, and to be like, ¿Y qué te pasó? And she'll, like, find out stories. Y no solo eso, pero específicamente women. I think she's ah. there waiting for women that are sure. showing up with yeah. like femicidio something moments, what what happened to you domestic so she violence can find out. that kind of shit. I wonder if this is something that regularly happens like if reporters will literally just sit in like the waiting room of a hospital to find out like just to, I need a story. That doesn't that doesn't seem crazy to Maybe. me. But so as she's walking the 15-year-old leaves <laughs> <laughs> and as she's walking into the hospital someone in a mask jumps out at her with a knife. I jumped. Full. Scares the shit out of her. But then this masked person pulls off the mask and we see that it's Thawel. Out come all the other pals, our group of 20-something party people from their hiding places. And Rosa's all like, holy shit, when did you guys get here from Tegucigalpa? She's all surprised. So they're all buds. Right. And so they're like, hey, we came to see you, Maje. We're going to party at Nasaru tonight. Maje! Get dressed. Let's go. It's Halloween. Nobody's working. Halloween. But she's like, she's like, thanks for coming coming all the way out here, but I've got to work. So bye. No, I can't come. Yeah. So, Good for you, girl. Yeah, she's got shit to do. So the party people leave. And then we cut to <laughs> Nasaru nightclub. And we get this shot this car. of a tricked out Camaro with like, a cool club couple. I genuinely coming was like, out of the car. Why is this a music video now? I literally wrote in my next line. Then we cut to a music video because we've got a singer with backup dancers and everything. And I thought, Monica La Jefa, is this a music video? It is. It basically it is, is a music video. It is. But then we see like, okay, this is just a woman who's performing at the club, Monica La Jefa. I just uh-huh. want to quote a line that she says. Por, por favor. Which is, miren a Fernando como está chingando. <laughs> and I, when I tell you, I immediately pressed pause and had like a full five minutes of cackling to myself. And when I tell you, literally right <laughs> here, I have the exact same line written down in all caps. Miren so, a Fernando como está chingando. chingando. Honestly, kind of a bop. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Kind of a bop. Monica so, la jefa. Monica la jefa. I mean, she, she fucking nailed it. So we're at this club. Monica la jefa's done. And we see Mika outside the club where Mika is trying to call Rosa to see like, when is she coming? Blah, blah, blah. Estamos en el club. And Julio comes up all flirty, hugging her from behind. And I was just like, this motherfucker. Dude. (sighs) Just the kind of the kind of hugging that's like nose in the ear and hair kind of hugging. Back up. Yeah. She don't give a fuck about her fucking shitty friend. She is letting this man be all up in her business. Mika is a more, I would say, interesting character than Rocio is. You definitely know more who Rocio is. Like, you've known that type. But Mika did things where I was like, huh, I can't quite put my finger on, like, who you are. Yeah. So anyway, so they're outside. Julio comes up. He's all up in her business. And this, for me is where I was like, ooh, the sound design is rough because it sounds like they're underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough. Yeah. But Mika's like, back up. Let's take a picture for Rosa. So Rosa will like get the idea, get over here, party with us. So they take a picture. They send it to her. And then we cut to Rosa. She's in the waiting room of the hospital. She's received the picture. She's looking at it. And right next to her is this nurse guy. (laughs) 
He's fast asleep. This is the best performance in the movie. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for saying that. He was that. great. He is the only person that I was like, believable. Oh, my God. He was good. So, so, so Rosa wakes Give this, this man dude up. an Oscar. So Jesus he wakes up. fucking Christ. And uh, and he she seems to know who he is. Yeah, they and are pals. They're pals. Like, clearly, because apparently she comes here a lot. All the time. And she starts to tell him about her report, about La Llorona. And she's telling him, you know, apparently La Llorona and her daughters are buried somewhere near San Mo Creek, close to the house of a friend of mine, which we're like, oh, Julio's parents' house. Yeah. And the nurse, hey, did you hear that? <laughs> it was my chair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a creek. It, sp- it sp- spooked me. All right. Skip, skip, it sp- 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 spooked me. <laughs> so the nurse is like, look at me. I've got goosebumps because you're telling me about this La Llorona story. And he says, I believe La Llorona ex- exists. And he says, <laughs> he says, hold on, I'm gonna because of this. So he says, listen to my story. And he tells us this story. He's like, I saw her. I saw her. I was like 11 years old living in Jutiapa playing with chicken peat and bololo. Do you remember that? Con Pedro Gaina. And the way they translated it. The way they translated They translate this in the subtitles as Bro, chicken from peat. now on, desde este día and, and the rest of my life, please call me chicken peat. <laughs> Be careful what you wish I for. I would love a oh nickname like Chicken Fucking I had, Pete, I had dude. to stop here where I was like, ¿Y por qué? Well, I mean, first Pedro of all, Gallina. Pedro Gallina, and then in the subtitles, Chicken Pete. Anyway, I so. Think, I think this is the first time in all of like uh-huh. Latino history and uh-huh. American translating history that the English version is better than the Spanish. Oh. I think Chicken Pete sounds better than Pedro Gallina. Is that something, though? Like, I've never heard... Quien sabe, maybe what... he looks like a chicken. Is that... <laughs> sure. Okay, so here's the Mira, nurse. Los lo Latinos, when they have a polo and like nicknames sure, like, and shit... Because he looks like a fucking chicken. It's either they look exactly like a chicken yeah. or the complete opposite. Absolutely. Porque siempre... Mira, mira ese hombre bien gordo... Let's call him El Flaco. Yeah, or absolutely. Is like, Flaco? Yeah. My mom uh-huh. was very was the darkest skinned of my family, uh-huh. so they would call her La Negra, uh-huh. but like not Negra at all. Yeah, sure. And then when I was born, every now and then they'd be like, "Mira La Negra," to me, to me, wow. to your white ass. Exactly. <laughs> so there. So here, so the nurse is like, "Okay, let me tell you this story. I was 11 year old with in Jutiapa with ch- Chicken Pete and Bololo. It was nighttime. There was nobody around, and we actually get a flashback of mm-hmm. like what he's describing. Yeah. And he says, all of a sudden, I heard a woman say, "Ay, mis hijas." And then we all turned to look where this sound came from, and I saw a woman in a tattered dress. And then in this flashback, we see a woman in a tattered dress. She's facing away from the boys, and she's facing a big wooden cross. And so the boys freak out. They run off. I mean... Uh, Hello? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Please. And so the nurse says, it was La Llorona. I will never forget that night, and Chicken Pete will never go out at night again. Chicken Pete! (laughs) Says this. Okay, so we're back at the club. The guys are all drinking, and they're looking at this young, beautiful woman in this tight-ass white dress. Yeah. Dancing By the way, upbeat. her name is Maria. And she Julio, had a name? 
Yes, in the end, they say her name Maria. Wow. So I called her Maria just out of due respect for what's about to happen to yeah. this woman. Uh-oh. So Julio says, look at that girl. She's looking for a good lay. So he goes up to her and he looks like Lurch <laughs> as he goes up. To- this man looks like Lurch going up to flirt with her. He whispers uh, in her ear. And all I could think was like, ew, gross rum and coke breath. Like, yeah. Back the fuck up. Ew. Unfortunately, she's into it. But then we cut to the bathroom of the club where Mika is there with uh, Rocio. And she turns she turns to Rocio and she's like, so have you and Julio had sex yet? And Rocio's like, no, not yet. So Mika says, well, take advantage of this weekend or else yo me cojo Tavo, Martin, and Julio. And at this point, I was like, damn, girl. But before she okay. says that, she goes, uh-huh. de lo que te estás perdiendo. So she's already fucked Julio. I don't hate that, though. I'm like, that's where I'm saying about this woman, that I'm like, she's very loosey-goosey, fun, flirty, and I'm like, get yours, girl. Like, I guess I would feel weird about fucking a dude that my friend just... That, that is the weirdness fuck. where it's like, hey, I've had sex with him. You should do it, too, because it's super fun. Like, that's if I were Rocio, I'd be like, girl, I don't need to know Yeah, that. don't like, tell me. You don't need to tell me I that. I don't need to know. But I also respect a... a ¿Cómo se llama? A, Mika? Mika. <laughs> yes, Mika's... She's like, yeah, I want to get laid. Like, she literally now says, right now, she's like, if you don't have sex with these guys, like, I'm going to have sex with all of these fucking guys. And I was like, okay, girl, get yours, whatever. (laughs) So everybody, they're all giggling, and Rocio's like, no, girl, Julio's mine, back up. And then they head out back to the boys, and when Rocio sees Julio dancing with Maria, she is pissed. I literally wrote, what the hell does this have to do with La Llorona? Oh, it, because this is a full... 20? About 20. Sure, And yeah. we still got another 15 before anything with La Llorona even begins. Absolutely. She is a very small presence in this movie, I yeah. will say. And I'm just going to also say right here that Monica La Jefa song comes in and she's like, Monica, Monica La, La Jefa. Jefa. Savage Crew Records. Savage Crew. Smooth Beats. <laughs> and I was like, I'm kind of feeling this one too. <laughs> I was kind of feeling it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just give me a beat. And I'm like, I am I like it. Anyway, so Julio motions to everyone because, you know, he's all like up on Maria, yeah. the woman in the white dress. And he's like, time to go, everybody. Well, to his guys. Let's be clear. Yeah, to yeah. the guys. Yeah. So everybody leaves the club with Julio in the lead with Maria. And they all follow him. Rocio is there looking like she's about to blow a fucking gasket. Well, this is really uncomfortable. This sucks. Because he's like. You suck. I'm not going with you i don't fucking go with him bro don't fucking go this sucks remember the horror fucking rule if you're not comfortable in a place you don't have to go you can leave don't go please don't leave. go i will say this though i've known this girl oh my god Rocio, i've been this girl where it's like she's still gonna go yeah she's still gonna follow him Ugh. and it's just like i felt it it's in the my worst heart feeling. Where i was like ooh. I feel so bad for this fucking girl. But also, go home. Okay, so they're driving back to the house from the club. Maria's with them. One of them, I don't know who says this, says, hey, La Llorona is buried around here. So Julio says, that's bullshit. I know all these streets like the back of my hand. So he starts to drive all like swervy. And all of a sudden, 
he hits one of three crosses near the side of the road. Duh. And then, so they stop the car, Thawil gets out, and he straight up pulls one of the crosses out of the ground. Good luck surviving. Nobody would do this, first no. of all. No! There's no fucking way. And he seems to be wanting to take this cross With as him. a souvenir. Yeah. And so Rocio's like, no, dude, throw it away. So he literally throws it on the ground, gets in the car, to and re- they drive remember off. Remember the film Andrea from the Dominican Republic, what don't, happened when you fucked with somebody else's fucking cross on their tomb? Don't fucking do it. Cursed. So they finally make it back to the house. They're at, I guess, like the house's beach bar, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Yeah. Fancy ass. Hell yeah. And Julio and Maria, the woman in the white dress, start to awkwardly dance. And everybody is like a foot away from them. It's so weird. It's so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Mika and Rocio are sitting nearby. So Mika's like, listen, pay him no mind. Let's dance. So now everybody starts to awkwardly dance, which gave me shivers up my spine. Oh my God, dude. And like, (laughs) la la del vestido blanco con el Julio, her ass is like on his dick. They are grinding. They are legit like, baby, when we're grinding, I feel so excited. Ooh, I like it. Let me fly, fly. Everybody know that song? Yes, you do. I know that song, of course. I was saying, everybody know? Okay, so it's very awkward. Let's just, it's it's, because it's just these people. There's nobody else around. Yeah, it's it's so so weird. Is there music playing? I can't remember. I'm going to assume yes in this movie with all this music, yes, but I cannot remember. I was just like, let's make it end, make it end, make it end. Very quickly, we get this kind of unnecessary scene where Mika and Thaw are at the beach. They're making out, and they look at Mika's boobs. And then we're back with all the dancing fools. Julio and Maria start to make out, and they walk off together. Rocio looks furious and hilarious as she watches them walk away. And she says, Puta, zorra, perra. Vagabunda! <laughs> and I, you see this? You see this in the subtitles first in English. I don't remember what it was in English, but yeah. I was like, oh, I'm ready for her to deliver these lines. And she delivered, I'm going to say. Oh, my God. Very, very quickly back with Mika and Tao making out nearby wherever they are. Okay, I just want to say something. Please, sure. She, she's like, oh, my God, you want to fucking see my boobs? And he's like, hell yeah. And she like shows him her boobs. And then she puts her bra back on and her shirt. And I'm like, bro, if your bra is off and your shirt Uh you're not putting that shit back on sure i believe you. like when you're making out and shit no well she did say something here that i was like again i was like i like it that she said this because she was like love mika well i won't say that because she (laughs) i'm in love with her i'm in love because she does have some not very good qualities let's say but she did say something here where he's like come on show me more and she's like you're gonna have to earn it and i was like I like that. I like that very, very much. Anyway, so we're back with them. They've seen a peek of her boobs, and they hear glass smashing. Right. So Mika and Thaw are like, what the fuck? They go rushing back. We're back at the beach bar, and Rocio has smashed her beer bottle, and she's holding the end like like a weapon. Yeah. Like she's going to hurt somebody. Mika comes in, and she's like, what the fuck is going on here? Everybody calm down. She tells Tao to go control Julio and his dick before Rocio does something crazy. And then we're back at the house. Julio and Maria have arrived, and we get this slow sex jam. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
when can I add this to my next Spotify playlist? Because I'm feeling this song right now. I love this fucking wow, song, dude. Wow, you were all about the soundtrack, man. <laughs> I was feeling it. But this song in particular, in, in particular, Prosecco, in this song in particular. In particular. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. I'm sweating. This song in particular, I was like, this is a jam, dude. And I, I was so uncomfortable watching this terrible man and this woman like make out that they I are, wasn't paying attention. For oh it. yeah. They are going it is rather convincing. I, wrote, I will say this feels like amateur porn in it, a uncomfortable they way. We're rather committed, I will say. But who this song, I'm feeling it. I was feeling it. So <laughs> listen, find the find <laughs> I will find it. Find the fucking El Regreso de la Llorona soundtrack and add it to your fucking Spotify. <laughs> Spotify? <laughs> We're fucked. This is, are you still listening, everybody? Spotify We're sorry. Spotify. Okay, so anyway, they start to listen to this jam, fucking sex jam. I love it so much. And they're getting naked. And meanwhile, Tavo and Martin go up to the window of the bedroom where Julio and Maria are in. And they're, they're having sex. Yeah. And these two guys, Ew, Tavo and Martin, so are watching them. And Martin Ew. starts to jerk off. Ew, right next to your friend, bro? I was gonna. I wrote down. Ask Johnny. Is this something men do? Gay men, of course. But <laughs> you're gonna have to ask a straight man because this is fucking weird, dude. It's so weird. This, uh, uh, okay, but then Julio sees Martin and Tavo peeking in the window, and he gestures for them to come okay, in. Okay, now this is for for me. He does a head motion, and yeah. I was like, oh, he's sending them away. But I was very, very wrong. Yeah. So the boys are like, he's calling us. So they go into the house and into the bedroom with Julio and Maria. Okay, trigger warning. Yes. This is awful. Tavo and Martin go in, and Maria is raped by Tavo as Julio and Martin hold her down. It's awful. Mika and Rocio arrive outside, and they go up to the window where the rape is happening, and Mika, at least, is is immediately like, Tavo, what the fuck are you doing? And Rocio says, I thought Julio loved me. (sighs) Wow. So Mika turns to Rocio and she's like, don't be stupid. Let's go. I literally was like, these women better do something. Oh my God, please do something. So they, quote unquote, rush inside and we're back in the bedroom. Tavo is done and Martin is now pulling down his pants because apparently this fucking asshole thinks it's his turn. But Maria kicks Tavo in the in face. In the dick. Oh. Kicks, and then kicks Martin in the balls. I was like, and somebody got kicked in the dick. Karate chops Julio. Like she Get karate the chops fuck that dude. out of there. She tries to run. Martin catches her, but just then Mika and Rocio rush in. Mika's like, Dejala! So Maria is able to make a run for it out of the house. She's barefoot. She's freaked out. She's probably in a lot of fucking pain. Her top is off. And so one of the guys, I don't know which, he says, if she goes to the police, we're screwed. So the three guys get into Julio's car and they chase her. They see her running. So Maria then runs into the woods. And as she has her back pressed up against a tree a horrible dead hand reaches around and grabs her throat but it doesn't seem menacing yeah it was more like i'm holding you rather than i'm choking you. exactly it wasn't like a hard grab yeah but it of course freaks her out so she runs into the road and the guys are backing up because they had spotted her and they fucking hit her now they do a whole thing where they're like, oh, you can no sé que, it, no es mi culpa, whatever. She ran, I didn't see her. 
why were you chasing her in the first place? What the what fuck were you, you going to do? do? What, what were you going to do? do? You literally just said, don't let her go. Exactly. Because she's going to go to the police. So now you hit her and you're like, oh, it's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah. What are you going to fucking do? Exactly. You fucking asshole. I wrote, you were going to fucking kill her, you were gonna you kill bitch. Her. So they stop. They get out. Julio's all like, I didn't see her. I didn't see anything. Fuck you, you. Yes, you did. Fuck you, you asshole. You cock. And Tavo says, it was her fault. You know, and I know he is a little weird piece of shit by mm-hmm. jerking off everywhere, but Martin, Martin is he is the first one and his line continues throughout this film. He's like, We should call the police. Yes, you should. You should, Martin. You should absolutely you should call have the been police. done called the police. So that Martin says, Let's call the police, but Julio's like, Hell no, no police and then they hear a creepy gasp in the woods. <gasps> but they don't see anyone. So Julio checks Maria's pulse, confirms that she's dead, and it is all very, I know what you did last summer. It is very much so. Very much so. Rocio and Mika now show up, and we see that the guys have put the body into the trunk of Julio's car. Julio orders Tavo and Martin to go get some shovels, and as Tavo and Martin go off for the shovels, and Rocio's like yelling at Julio, Mika checks on the body in the trunk, Mm. and that same horrible hand reaches out and grabs her. And it scared me. It scared me too. I knew something was gonna happen. Totally. Yeah. But it freaked me out. Like Absolutely. I jumped big time. Because the sound design was not great, the sting that they placed yeah. was particularly loud. Yeah. And it scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, totally. Okay, so of course Mika screams, she freaks out, she backs up, and she shows her arm to Rocio, and there's a handprint. Yeah. Like grip on her arm. Tawa and Martin then rush up with their palas, their their shovels, and they go off to the to bury the body. And this next shot that we get of them burying the body is very cool because they open the trunk and they have their like their like parking lights on, so it's all red. So the scene is just lit in red, yeah. which is very very cool. Totally. So these two guys are burying this poor Why Maria. Why the fuck are these two dudes burying Julio's this not woman? Here, Julio is not even here. What the fuck is here. going on here on this day? <laughs> On this day, this one. So they dig a hole. They drag this poor girl's body into the hole. She does a good job of looking dead because she keeps oh, her yeah. eyes open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Ooh, that's and they creepy. they pull her in and she's like, and into yeah. the hole. Yeah, yeah she, she did, did a good, good job. job. And Tavo keeps scratching at his eyes mm. because they're all red and they seem almost, almost like kind of bloody. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry about it. They're just itchy because of all the dirt. Pero... Hmm, what could it be? Uh, so we're back at the house, and we see that Julio's eyes have also gotten all red and yes. kind of bloody. And for some reason, he decides that now's a great time to make, to a, make a, smoothie. a smoothie. So he's grabbing the blender, a cup, some ice, etc. And as he's opening a cupboard, in the glass of the cupboard, we see the reflection of La Llorona, mm. all horrible and dead behind yes. him. And then we get these quick shots of Tawa and Martin coming back in the car. Mika's outside in a hammock. Rocio's barfing in the bathroom. And then they all hear screaming. So they rush to the kitchen where the blender is still on and it's spewing foamy blood. Julio's on the floor screaming with a bloody stump in place of his hand. That must have been a fucking great blender, dude. The most powerful blender. Let me tell you something. As somebody who has a hard time with fucking blenders, where the fuck you find that blender, bro? I'm going to need the brand. Because I'm going to need the brand and the price (laughs) so that I can purchase that shit. 
Oh, His man. hand is fully gone. Fully gone, and the blender is still on, by the way. It's still on. Like, you'd have to be holding your fucking full arm in there for a good chunk of fucking time. Absolutely. So Martin is all like, dude, why did you put your hand in a blender? <laughs> and they sit him down. They're trying to calm him down. He says, it wasn't me who did it. It was La Llorona. So then Martin tries his cell phone. He tries to call for help. And Rocio says, no, remember, there's no signal out here. Remember? And I thought, no, I don't remember that part. Do you? I I don't remember hearing that at all. Okay, so Rocio, for some reason, insists on driving Julio to the hospital, which I was like, that's an interesting choice that she would go. Because I think she's still trying to prove that she's in love with him and all shit. Yeah. So they leave, and Tao, Martin, and Mika stay behind. We're at the hospital, where Rosa is still there with her nurse pal, and she Rosa freaks out when she sees Rocio and Julio race in. So after Julio has been taken into surgery, Rocio and Rosa are sitting outside, and outside, and Rocio is having a cigarette. Oh and my god! Rocio's smoking hand. Oh is, my god, dude! It's the weirdest smoking oh. hand. That I've seen yet. My God. Because it's literally a claw. You make a claw with your fist, and the, with your and hand. And the lit end of the cigarette is popping out in between the, the pointer and the middle. In the middle, yeah. It's the weirdest it I've was, seen so I far. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So Rosa asks Rocio, why did the rest of the crew stay in Sambo Creek? But Rocio won't answer her. And I was also, I, I actually thought, like, why did they stay there? Yeah, I didn't. Why get, did they stay? I couldn't tell you are we fools like why would you fucking stay there yeah just leave yeah especially if you're not gonna fess up to your murder exactly i don't get it okay so we're in julio's hospital room julio's all passed out he's attached to an iv and rosa comes in she puts her hand on him and suddenly he comes to with his horrible red eyes i jumped and she asks him what happened to you and he responds it was la llorona it was all my fault. Go tell the rest to be careful. I didn't understand the eye thing. I even wrote down like this Why itchy the eye eyes? syndrome. Like no, everybody's I don't get itching. It. Like but an infection. But it's because they're like, because she's crying. It's like, me estoy llorando y el ojo Girl, duh. duh. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I know. And it's like, but I didn't. I didn't get that. Oh, I was sitting there. I was like, what the fuck is the deal with why is everybody scratching their eyes? Oh. Yeah. I see. Okay. So we're back at the house, and now Tao's eyes have gotten worse. And he and Martina are in the kitchen when they hear a weird noise, which scares them, but which sounded to me like a car going by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. That sounds like a car going yeah, by. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Tabo grabs a knife, and now they hear a noise coming from somewhere in the house. So they go to inspect. And in a bedroom, Tabo finds a cell phone on the floor, which what which has a picture of him dead in it, in the cell phone. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. He picks up the phone, and there's like a bloody body in the picture oh. on like the screen of the cell phone or whatever. I think that's, I mean, spoiler alert. It's, it's like, to me- it's a premonition like, of yeah, his yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden the lights go out and from what I'm going to call like a slatted closet, you know, like a Halloween closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So from a slatted closet behind Tawo, we see a shadow approach from inside the closet. Tawo is somehow pulled to the closet doors yeah. and then like up in the air where you still see the shadow like behind him inside the closet. Right. And then Tawo 
Raul starts to stab himself in the chest. Yeah. In another bedroom, Mika is asleep and she wakes up to a bang and Thawo screaming. So she runs to see what's going on, but she can't open the door to her bedroom. And meanwhile, Thawo is just stabbing himself. Yeah, Which totally. is awful. And Martin is just helplessly watching. Finally, Thawo drops to the ground. He's dead and all bloody. Mika is finally released from her room and she comes running to see what happened. And she sees Thawo dead. She begins to scream. Martin holds her as she's crying and she looks up at Martin and she says, <gasps> Tus ojos. Tus ojos. So now Martin's eyes are also all red. So we and know he's next. He's next. We're back at the hospital and Rosa's nurse pal goes to find Rosa and Rocio outside and he's all like, what the fuck, Rosa? If I find out you had anything to do with what happened, I'll be so pissed. And she's like, what are you talking about? I, this is where I wrote, this nurse is the best oh, actor he's great. here. He's great. He's <laughs> awesome. And so the nurse is like, Julio has disappeared. He's Did you have anything to do with it? Yeah. And Rosa and Rocio are like, oh God, oh God, oh God. So they rush off. They're driving through the streets looking for Julio. We finally see Julio walking through the streets in these scrubs that look like Jinkos. Okay, they were they are so, so big baggy. on his small they are body. Flapping in the breeze. Flapping in the breeze. And so he walks to a gas station. Gas station seal. He douses himself in gasoline and sets himself on fire. Why? Because he's under the, the... Is it the Yorona, it's the Yorona. The Yorona that made him do yeah. it? Same with Tawo. Why he stabbed himself. He's right, stabbing right, himself. Right, right, so right, right, like right. she somehow controlling has the control. Them some yeah. Way. yeah. So Rosa and Rocio find Julio. He's writhing on the ground in pain, burning alive. Oh my alive. God, this The effect, effect is rough. <laughs> so and they literally were like, okay, lie down on the ground and just like wiggle a lot. You're like... You're in pain. You're you're on fire, and he's like, okay, and he's wiggling and wiggling and wiggling, and then the the fucking effects guy was like, I'll just cut and paste a gif of Some a flames. fire, yeah, on top <laughs> of you. Oh boy! So Rocio and Rosa see this, they freak out, they drive away. So we're back at the house, the fancy country house, and Martina and Mika are just sitting there. They're like, "Well, everybody's dead." Just sitting there. Finally, Rocio and Rosa arrive. They tell them what happened to Julio, and it seems like it's a while later. Like everybody's, I guess. Hanging out. Hanging out. <laughs> dealt with the information. And Martin is alone, and he finally decides it's time to call 911. I literally wrote, Martin, you should have done that four hours ago before you buried a fucking body. It's way too late, dude. I mean. So he's trying to call 911, but then he hears that weird ghost noise, which again sounds like a car passing by to me, and he drops his phone. He picks up the phone, and he heads back to where Rocio and Mika are, and they're staring at something that seems to be scaring them. They point at something, and they say, Es ella. So Martin goes to see, and in a nearby doorway... We see the figure of a scary woman on a float by on a skateboard. <laughs> I wrote the exact same thing. Maybe not. I literally wrote, wrote float by on a skateboard. Maybe not a skateboard, but what's the thing like with one ball and then just like the board that like the kids use these days? You know what I'm talking about? The one ball? I don't know. It's like a fucking one ball to this grandpa. <laughs> one ball. <laughs> So, oh my god, okay. the one ball. The okay, one like Yorona floated by on the one <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> one of you youths, please tell us what the fuck it's called. What is the one ball called? <laughs> you know what? Y'all you, know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so the the Yorona floats by. <laughs> How are you talking about my, the, the, the one we 
people keep falling and hitting themselves on the walls and shit? Sure. I Those mean, I would two ba- eat dude. shit if no, no, no. There's two one wheels. With like, no, I don't think we're talking about the same. No, no, no. Oh no, 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 I, no, no, no. I know, no, I know. I know what you're talking about. about. It could have been that too, though. <laughs> totally could have been that too. It could have been that fucking a rover? thing too. What are those called? Girl, I just called something a one ball. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> this grandpa does not know. Just called something a one ball. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, okay, boy. so Martin. Oh man, Martin goes into the bedroom where La Llorona just rolled by. And he sees he sees Rosa crouched in bed. Rosa points at a statue of the Virgen. Uy. And I was like, Don't fuck with the Virgen. Don't fuck with the Virgen. And eh, ¿cómo se llama? Eh, Martin looks at the Virgen and the bedroom door slams. No, that made me jump. The Virgen turns to Uy, look at Martin. No, no me gusta. Something slamming on the closet door behind Martin, and then arms reach out, grab him, and pull him into the darkness. Maje, no. But then Martin wakes up. This was a dream. Yeah. At least this little scene, not the whole fucking movie. Can you imagine? Oh, my, oh my God. God. Okay, so the women check on Martin because he woke up with a start, and he runs off in fear into the night. He runs to the beach, but he runs up to, like, um... It looks like um like a lagoon, like not like beach with like waves crashing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. It's a, like a river esque. It look, look yeah. kind of look like where the Yorona at the top was totally, being absolutely. That's what it looked at. like. So he goes up to the water's edge and he says, "Mama, brother, eh? Y por qué? Girl." So he strolls into the water in his still fully clothed. See. Sí. And finally, the women find him because they were chasing him. They call out to him. Maje, no. And, <laughs> Maje, no. And out in the water, Martin sees his mother underwater. So he turns back to face the women who are, you know, on the beach calling for him. Yeah. And we see a woman slowly rise from the water behind but him. But see, the face that she had. Yes. Because we see her face. Very quickly, yes. You get a very quick shot of her face. And she's very gray. Mm-hmm. And she's got like those big contact lenses that are like fully black yeah. eyes. Yeah. And I saw her and I was like, that's motherfucking Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I literally was like, instead of a king, you'll have a queen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Right? I see it. Because she was, it. you know how when that, that monologue happens and she turns like fucking yes, gray uh, absolutely. and crazy. Like and the, the wind. wind. Yes, yes, totally. And yeah. so I was like, ponerle un abanico a esta brother y es la Galadriel. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, we're so close to the end. So Rosa seems to see Galadriel, Galadriel, Galadriel. <laughs> La Llorona rise up behind, eh, ¿cómo se llama? Martín. Este, uh, el Martín, puta. She sees this, but it doesn't seem like Mika or or Rocio do. That's right. the idea I got. And then all of a sudden, Martin is dragged underwater. Rosa, very kind of her, because she's the only one, she dives into the water to help him. And she finally finds him. She drags him ashore. And we see that he's been all scratched up yeah. by something. And he is dead. I mean, by something. La Llorona. Yeah. Rocio freaks out. She runs away. So Mika and Rosa follow her. You, okay. This whole fucking time, uh-huh. these whores are in tacones. Oh, my God, girl. Lis- literally right now. So we see the moon rise and then it's daytime. Yeah. Like literally like moon rise and then bam, day. it's daytime. And I wrote seeing so Rosa's in like her like she's she would she didn't Rosa's go to the club. Like wearing like boots Pero or Mika and Rocio are still in their club gear. En taconadas 
for Club all gear. that time, and they're they've been running in like bush, the woods, sand, yeah, like literally every topographical fucking yeah. feature. Esas brothers están corriendo con tacones, and, it and was, not like a wedge. I'm talking about a stiletto, bro. And like it wasn't clear to me until you know now it's the morning and there's daytime, and I was like. Oh, it's hilarious to see them still with their hair done in their clubbing gear. So they stop to take a breather when Mika notices that now Rocio's eyes are all red and bloody. <gasps> so Rocio, of course, freaks out. She's like, not me, bitch. So she keeps running. She keeps running. So she keeps running. The women follow her very quickly. We see some army people patrolling through the woods. I was like, ¿Y ahora está el Who's fucking this? Army aquí? And then we're back to Rocio and the women running through the woods, and bam, Rocio runs straight into La Llorona. Yeah, and what? And utters the most hilarious scream. And then La Llorona reaches out slowly to Rocio, and Rosa's like, No te movas. And instead of hurting Rocio, though, La Llorona embraces her, which I'm not going to lie. Made you cry? I didn't cry, but I was moved by. I was like, oh, I didn't expect this. And so La Llorona gently pulls away from Rocio, and she's not dead and horrible anymore. Yeah. We see that it's the same woman from the top of the movie, the woman who ran to the canoe. Right, that got and a was fucking bashed oar on the, in head the head with the oar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was our, our Llorona. Slash Galadriel. <laughs> Slash Galadriel. And just then, that army that we saw briefly patrolling the woods, which, by the way, led by a woman yeah. and mostly women. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. They spot Rocio, Rosa, and Mika. They why come up to help there? them. I don't know. It's I don't weird. know why they popped up. I don't know what's going on. La Llorona is gone. <laughs> we cut to a news report. Oh, my God. Now, this is what I'm going to say about this dude. He didn't memorize his lines. You think? This is my idea of what happened here. Uh-huh. They were like, hey, we want you to play a reporter in this movie. You have to give a report at the end of the film, blah, blah, blah. Pero this señor did not memorize his lines in time. So they were like, it's fine. We're going to change it. So it's going to be like, ding, da, da, ding, da, ding, ding, da, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> a special news report just coming in so you can just read it. It's fine. You know what I mean? Because sure. this man was <laughs> uncomfortable. Pobrecito. So... <laughs> so he oh says my God. he says on this sad Halloween the bodies of four jóvenes were found three of the dead were young men who came from Tegucigalpa to party in La Ceiba the fourth body was of local woman Maria Fernandez this is where I found out her name was Maria oh right he says could it be drugs or could it be something more sinister stay tuned to find out and then we cut to Rosa warming up for another marathon. This time, though, she doesn't take a tumble. She straight up wins the whole damn thing. Go she girl. wins this mar- this marathon. Hell yeah. Mika, Rocio, and Rosa's boyfriend are all there cheering her on. They all embrace and celebrate at the finish line when she wins the whole race. And then it's, l- okay, it's either later that night because it's still Halloween or it's next year's I think Halloween. it's next year Halloween. So Rosa and her boyfriend all dressed up. They're giving out candy to... a Halloween train? I love this idea. (laughs) This is a great idea. Yeah. It's a trolley full of children, and you just line the streets like a parade, and you just hand the kids the the candy. Great job. Nobody's got to come to your house. Just go to the parade. There's trolleys of children. Take it. We're good. Thank you. Good night. I thought it was adorable. Great idea. Very cute. 
And then Rosa and her boyfriend spot some guy yelling at his, what I assume is his wife, and then threatening to hit her. Like, he puts his fist up in the air. The woman runs off, auxilio, auxilio! And the abusive husband is still yelling at at her as she runs. And behind him, we see La Llorona standing there. So this man turns, and he sees La Llorona, thinking it's just someone in a costume. She hands him a pair of scissors. His eyes turn black, and he stabs himself. Now, Rosa sees all this all this happen, but the boyfriend doesn't seem to see it. And when they both look back on the wall, written in blood, it, like, literally spells out fiend. And that is the end of our movie. Here we are. We did it. <laughs> we did it. What a thrill. Let's get into some trivia. Yes. First of all, I'm going to talk about Sambo Creek. Please. Which is the area that this house that they're staying at and where the story of La Llorona is supposed mm-hmm. to be based off and off of in this film. So Sambo Creek is a traditional Garifuna village and the Garifuna people, just so you know, mm. are a mixed African and indigenous people who originally lived on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent and speak Garifuna, an Arawakan language and Vi- Vincentian Creole. Cool. This village is 15 kilometers, nine miles east of La Ceiba on the Caribbean Sea on the north coast of Honduras. Sambo Creek has one of the largest Garifuna population in Honduras and is considered to be one of the epicenters of cultural preservation. Wow. An annual fair in June is held there and traditional dances are still practiced like the punta. Very cool. The ethnic composition of the people is 65% Garifuna and 35% Mestizo. So I think having our, like, I don't want to say she's the heroine, but like the the brains of the yeah. film, Rosa, mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. a black woman and mm-hmm. uh, from the Caribbean, I think that makes Purposeful, a especially lot of because sense. this was filmed, this takes place In there. In that area, yeah. yeah. I, the movie, by the way, is called Sambo Creek. Mm-hmm. El Regreso de la Llorona. Yep, so there you That's go. That's it. Notable people from Sambo Creek are Rolando Palacios. He's an Honduran Olympic sprinter. Love. And then Milton Nunez, who's a Honduran footballer. Let's talk about Savage Crew Records. Hell yeah. <laughs> Savage Crew Records, which, by the way, Monica La Jefa is CEO of Savage Crew Records. Amazing. Uh, she's a film producer, a cantante, and music manager of CEO Savage Records, which is what her Instagram says. On their website, savagecrewrecords.com, it says... With a studio in San Diego, California, Savage Crew Records is a brand new independent record label with heavy influences from Latin America and all over the world. On a mission to bring great music to people all over the world, Savage Crew Records is committed to good vibes, great rhythms, and showcasing the best artists from California and Latin America. I fucking love that. Yeah. That's amazing. They have uh, a YouTube, a Twitter, and an Instagram. Their Instagram is at Savage Crew Records, and their Twitter is Savage Crew Rex. Follow them. Give them some fucking uh, listens. Says here, Savage Crew Records provides the soundtrack to the feature film El Regreso de la Llorona, which is set to premiere in October of 2021. Check out the full soundtrack and music videos for select songs below. And so there's a YouTube link here. I'll attach the YouTube link in the in our episode description. And there's like 
There's like hell of it music videos. Nice. Y'all. Yeah, way to go. Their featured artists are Monica La Jefa, which she's from San Diego, California, with Southern California roots and a passion for discipline and hard work. Monica La Jefa is the latest Savage Crew Records artist to keep your eyes on. Catch her latest hit, Regalamelo, out <gasps> now. Ooh, I absolutely will. And then we also have Benia from La Ceiba, Honduras. Mm-hmm. Braulio Noé Junior Figueroa Funes, conocido artísticamente como Benia, es un artista hondureño nacido en la ciudad de La Ceiba el 5 de agosto del año 1994. Puta, bebé. He is a Leo, by the way. Also. <laughs> Wait, did he say that or did you just no, put that I together? No, I put that together in my brain. <laughs> So that's a little bit about Savage Crew Records Love that it. I thought was fun. So I went on uh, Wiktionary.org mm-hmm. and I typed in Catracho. Mm. Uh, the etymology from it is from a mispronunciation of the surname of Florencio Chatruch. Mm-hmm. which is X-A-T-R-U-C-H, uh-huh. a general who led the Honduran expeditionary force against William Walker in Nicaragua in 1856. It's a noun, and it has two possible meanings. One of them is a Honduran person, and number two is a dish consisting of fried corn with beans and cheese. Well, that sounds delicious. Yeah. In this movie, they say catracho here and there all the time. And especially in the music. The music, they're like, catracho, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was important to let everybody know that if you're from Honduras, you're a catracho. That's the end of my trivia. I love it. Well, since my mom is from Honduras, I went a little crazy with my trivia. So just bear with me because I got excited. So first of all, let's talk about, because in all these Latin American countries, the Llorona legend myth is different. And so I found an article talking about La Llorona in Honduras. It is from Honduras.com. Here we go. I don't know who wrote this. There was no name. Apologies. This is what it says. It is said that the legend of La Llorona happened around the 17th century when a beautiful young indigenous woman fell in love with a handsome young Spanish man. Mm. Hmm. According to some who say they have seen her, she is a tall woman with long black hair and she always walks barefoot, regretting not finding her children. Like any other love story, two young people fell in love and quickly got married. As time went by, they formed a family with three children, which I, which I was like, Whoa. oh, from the top of the movie, yeah, the three kids. It is said that the husband was a diplomat who had problems with alcohol. Mm-hmm. The weeping woman, La Llorona, lived alone with her three children because her husband had become a drunk and abandoned them. But one day when they were not expecting him, the man decided to return home. Very annoyed because no one came out to meet him, he began to scream and throw things. Whoa, this is totally it. This is it. Well, it's a little different. So it says, It caused panic in the children, and the children ran to hide. La Llorona, who did not want to continue being mistreated, faced her husband, who in a fit of anger pushed her, and she fell to the ground unconscious. When she woke up in the house, neither her husband nor her children were there. So she desperately searched, but she never found them. And so she spent days, weeks, months, and years looking for them, until finally one day she died of sadness. And even after her death, nothing was ever heard of the children or the father who took them away. No way. 
This is how many of the catrachos tell the, leg- tell the legend of the Llorona, an unfortunate woman who was looking for her children. So I also found this catracho thing, but I just want to add that there is like a deeper connection with Nicaraguans because you are Nicaraguan. Cool! And I am Honduran. The term, did you mention that the term was coined by Nicaraguans? No. So apparently the term was coined by Nicaraguans because of General Florencio Chatruch or whatever the hell. Uh-huh. Because when the... General and his soldiers were returning, some Nicaraguans yelled out, Aquí vienen los chatruches, meaning here come the chatruches boys. Yeah. However, apparently the Nicaraguans had trouble pronouncing that name, as we do <laughs> right now. So the phrase was changed to catruches and, um, and ultimately settled on los catrachos. So there's a cool connection there between Nicaraguans and Yeah, Honduras. Nicaraguans are great at giving nicknames, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now this is bleak as fuck, oh, but I think no. it's important to talk about. Okay. Let's talk about femicide in Honduras. Yes. This is from Wikipedia. Oh, my God. In 2013, 15, 53 women were killed every month. Oh. And more than 90% of those cases went unpunished more recent data reports that the level of impunity impunity meaning like nothing happened Mm -hmm. for femicides continues to be high as it reached 95 percent for the 330 338 cases that occurred during 2017 through early 2018 holy shit However, in 2015, the Honduran government allocated 30 million lempiras to the creation of a special unit in the 2016 budget for femicide investigation. Efforts to further combat the high rate of femicide in Honduras were seen in 2018 with the creation of the Interagency Commission to Monitor Investigations into Violent Deaths of Women and Femicide, which was created following the country's establishment of the Ministry of Human Rights in 2017. Wow. So at least that's a step in the right direction yeah good job so I wanted to talk about the producer of this movie because in the beginning like this movie was directed by Liana Hasim mm-hmm. pero at the top of the movie it says a Monica Cartagena production and yes. I was like oh who's yeah. this lady I thought Monica La Jefa was gonna be Monica Cartagena it is oh my god <laughs> At least I'm pretty sure that she Holy is. Holy shit. Okay, go for I'm it. I'm pretty sure she is. So, okay. I mean, this is... I, thought, I think oh, this is... Wow, okay, cool. You correct me if I'm wrong, because no, no, I'm no, about please. to give some information that I think you just mentioned, but like, just so we can kind of like corroborate, is yeah, that the sure. word? Okay, so Monica Cartagena was born on July 31st, 1988 in Los Angeles. She has resided in San Diego, which is what you said. Yeah. Uh, her whole life. Together with her family, she started a plumbing company at the age of 17. This is from IMDb, by the way. And she finished her studies at San Diego State University in 2014. Nice. By the way, she holds a degree in media and international relations. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. In 2016, she produced the film Y Los Tamales with her Honduran <laughs> company, Sula Studios, which produced yes, this movie. Yes. And Y Los Tamales won Best Comedy Award at a Latino Film Festival in Ohio, which is great. Nice. In 2018, she began her career as a singer and opened her label, Savage Crew Records, in California. Holy fucking so this is her. Shit. And it says here, her second feature film, Sambo Creek, El Regreso de la Llorona, is set to be, re- be released in October 2021. So this is her. Wow. And so I just got to say, though, the song um, that was like, Tonto, loco, that I think is such a fucking jam when Julio and, and Maria fuck. were trying to have sex before shit got real crazy. That's Monica La Jefa. 
Yeah. That's fucking her. And I, I found the music video. Like you were saying, there's a bunch of music videos. Yeah. It is. The song is a bop, I'm just going to say. And the music video is saucy as fuck. I, w- I was like, oh, okay, girl. Wow. But I'm absolutely going to be listening to this song over and over and over. I love it wow. so much. Wow. Okay, guys. Well, the, the your homework is fucking check out Monica The song is La called Jefa. Tonto. Tonto. So look it up. Tonto by, I believe it's, to, it's Tonto. It might be Loco. I'm sorry. It's one or the it's other. It's either Tonto or Loco. Yeah. It's, you're either, either or. It's, it's who we are. Johnny's new jam. Yeah. So that is my trivia for today. Lovely. How about some questions? Thank you. Yes, please. Let's do it. Jonathan, were you scared? No, were you? No. (laughs) What was your best scare? The hand grab from the trunk that grabbed a Mika. That's got to take it. Absolutely. That hand was real creepy. Yep. Who was your favorite character? I'll give it to La Llorona, I guess. Sure. And I'm going to give a shout out to Mika and like, Sure, Rosa, pero it was a little rough for me to pick a favorite character, yeah. I'm going to say. What about you? The nurse. Which nurse? Oh, the, the, yes, the, 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 the nurse. nurse. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, my, my, he nailed. He, my guy, Meryl Streeped it, okay? <laughs> uh, what was the best line for you? Oh, my God. Rocio's line, puta, zorra, perra, vagabunda. <laughs> I will use that for the rest of my life. What was your best Miren line? Miren a Fernando, como esta chingando. <laughs> You can thank Monica La Jefa for that thank one. Thank you, dude. Monica La Jefa. Um, what was your best death? This was not the best death out of all the full movie, but I'm just going to give her a shout out. And I'm going to say Maria when she got hit by the car because that poor girl went through some shit. So I'm just going to give her a shout out. Maria, uh, she's going to take it for me. What about you? For me, it's not the best death because it's good. It's the best death because it was so bad. The fire. Julio. <laughs> Julio yeah. and his gif on top of his yeah the gif the gif death oh my god uh did you learn anything I don't think so I the the think learning so that either. I that that I did was on my own yeah it wasn't what really what this movie gave me so I'm gonna say no me too and finally how many ooies do you give this movie I'm going to give this movie two and a half ooies wow now I will say okay. I again was looking for the bright spots in this movie you know I was like giving the director, the writer, everybody here the benefit of the doubt. I choose to believe that there was more trying to be said here. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, my mom is from Honduras. I feel a sense of pride here and like a duty to my country. And I will just say that that final hug between La Llorona and eh, Rocio, I found very moving mm-hmm. and that moment made sense to me where I was like, I know this girl and like she is just, she continues to just go after Julio who is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like La La Llorona holds her and it's just like, it's okay, honey. Mm -hmm. You're okay. You don't, it felt like you don't need this shit. It felt like a release. And I, I appreciated that. I choose to believe that something more was being said. It wasn't quite delivered, but I will still give it two and a half. What okay. about you? I'm giving it one. Hey, girl, live live your life, girl. Live your truth. <laughs> I'm giving it one because it was not a good movie. And uh, because the one that it gets is because of the beautiful drone shots of Honduras. Oh. I'm giving Honduras all the credit. Absolutely. It looks fantastic and gorgeous. Honduras does get the credit. I'm very excited to hopefully one day be able to see it for myself. Have you been there? Never been. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, I'm going to give it We're one. We're going. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. I would love to see and have a drone shot of my own. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's uh, do it. Uh, very quickly, I'm just going to say, Sula Studios, more horror movies, please. Let's get more. I want more yeah, Honduran horror movies. Film, Por favor. Film more things in Honduras. Would love that. Listen, we'll happily go down there and, I don't know, throw a bucket of blood somewhere. Uh, you want us to be in a horror movie? Because we absolutely will. Absolutely. I 100%. have a good scream. Eileen's scream is amazing. Thank you so much. It's the best. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you so much for being here with us this evening. We know it's two weeks later, but Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, because this comes out, I believe, right after after New Year's. So so. for us, it's Christmas. For you, it's New Year's. But for us, it will also be New Year's. Let's have a great 2022 May 2022 be better than we thought 2021 was going to be, because goddamn. Yeah. Please, Lord. Please. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're at. Follow us in our redes sociales at Wikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. And you can send us an email at Wikiorror at gmail.com. We've been getting some lovely messages. It's very nice. Thank you so much for reaching out. If you have movies, tell us about them. We want to hear and want to see. Thank you to Sonoro for being the fucking best. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Johnny, can't wait to open the Christmas present you're giving me. Mine's very good. Oh, I'm very excited. I got you some good ones too this year. Mine At least is, I hope you think they're good. Mine is, is so good. I'm excited. It's gonna <laughs> blow your fucking mind. And uh, until Ooh, then- Ooh, I can't wait. Great. I fucking love you. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.